0: Welcome to Dream It, Dare It, Do It, Live the Life You Want, a podcast with your host, Jasmine. That's me. (laughs) And today I have, I am so happy to have Dickon Bettinger with me. Hi, Dickon.
1: Hi, Jasmine.
0: How are you doing?
1: Wonderful, thanks.
0: Um, For those of you who don't know Dickin. Dickon is—he's—he's uh, he's been teaching in my classes. He's like been the, uh, the teacher, <laughs> and mm-hmm. we've been learning a lot from him. Um, Dickon, if you want to share a little bit, I know that you have a new book, so we can talk about the book mm-hmm. very soon. But just for those people who are listening to um, to us, can you let them know who you are, where you're at? Uh,
1: I'm a retired psychologist. Mm. And I had been working for 10 years and came across a welder from Scotland who changed my life,
0: Uh
1: or his teaching changed my life. This welder had had an enlightenment experience, and he discovered or realized three universal principles that create and determine every bit of human psychological functioning. And psychology did not have any principles that had an increasing number of theoretical frameworks. And so it was intriguing to me that during an enlightenment experience, he realized the way in which formless energy creates the physical world, and the way formless energy creates our psychological world, the one we live in. And he told us that people who have insight into these fundamental principles, what happens when we have insight about How all human beings work is we become more understanding of ourselves and others. And that raises our overall level of psychological well-being. And that was the area my whole career was dedicated to studying well-being. And this just took things forward a quantum leap. So I started learning and teaching what Sid Banks called the three universal principles, thought, consciousness, and mind, and how they're rooted in the field of infinite life energy. That's the source of all life and all experience. And it was intriguing, and it made a huge difference in my life. And then I watched my 14-year-old daughter be transformed before my eyes as she had a powerful insight into the nature of thought as the source of experience. I mean, it changed her so much that every one of our friends said, Oh, my God, what happened to Nina? Mm. She went from being very emotionally charged, reactive, to being like a 40-year-old poised woman.
0: At 14?
1: At 14. And she'd say things like, Dad, I still get upset, but I even if I try, I can't keep it going more than 10 minutes. And... Uh, then I watched my son change and it changed my parenting and it changed my relationship with my wife and I went, okay, okay, there's something to this
0: Mm.
1: and I started sharing it, you know, I had about 30 clients a week and I started sharing this understanding as best I could which was pretty limited but uh it had real impact i mean i used to see clients 6 months to 2 years and suddenly i was seeing clients 3 to 10 sessions and having greater and more lasting impact mm. and then i knew There's then i knew to <laughs> there's there's something here <clears throat> and so that the rest of my that was i don't know thirty five years ago I met Sid banks, and uh, I've dedicated my life i said I'm a retired psychologist, it just means a number of years ago I retired my license, but I've continued to be a psychological educator and I do. I did eighty-three webinars last year, and I do seminars all over the world. At yeah. least when I could travel, I was doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, now so, you're a uh, Zoom. You're a Zoom master. I'm a,
1: uh, I'm a. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a Jedi Knight on Zoom. <clears throat> and uh, so this—that's—that's that's sort of my story in—in in brief.
0: Mm, that's very cool yeah. that's very cool so you so as i as i told you um the web the 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 podcast is dream it dare it do it live the life you want um and the, and the 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 essence like for me i like i told you i love to talk i just love mm-hmm. to explore mm-hmm. this conversation but the thing that really um makes me gives me the goosies is when people get to do something that they never thought would be possible like they had made it up in such a way that you know I can't do that (laughs) and then they just forget it and then they just settle do you know like they just settle into okay well I'm just gonna settle I can't do that so I love the fact that I love it when people can just get over it and just finally do something. Um, Cause I've done that. Like I've been a singer. Like, I wanted to sing on stage. I sang on stage. I wanted an album. I, I recorded an album. I wanted to have be published in a book. I was published in a book and you know, it's, it was just kind of like this thing where I kind of like, well, I'm just doing it. Like I'm, I'm sick and tired of thinking about how I can't do it. And how can I get over all of this thinking that I had? And I, I would just do it and it would look however it would look. And this yeah. is actually how the podcast started. It was like, it's going to look the way it's going to look, but I'm going to have fun doing it and I'm going to meet a whole bunch of cool people, you know? So is there something for you that showed up like that? Like, Did, did anything in since you've encountered the three principles that you're, you're like, wow, I can't believe I'm doing that? Everything. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think I'd be dead by now.
0: Hmm. Uh,
1: I was pretty wild and reckless, and liked to drink. And really, my dad died at fifty-six. Um, I was headed in the same direction. Really. Yeah. I mean, that's my, my best guess. I was very, even though I was a psychologist, I, was, I had a lot of stress that I thought just came from being an adult and having lots of responsibilities. So I was very good at living with high levels of stress and was proud of it. Mm. I didn't see it as a problem. I thought it was an asset. I've learned to live with stress effectively.
0: And um, I was
1: at that, once I got my doctorate in psychology and settled into a small private practice in Vermont, I thought I'd be there for the rest of my life. And I meet Sid Banks, and I start seeing that 95% of my thinking is unnecessary, and it's like a heavy wool blanket thrown over my life, wet, heavy, dark, stinky, limitations, a blanket of limitations,
0: Mm.
1: I can't do this, this is good enough, you know, what you called settling, settling for and as i began to see how thought was creating my personal experience of life i started seeing why why am i thinking this at all why am i holding on to this thinking if it's creating this feeling And I started letting go of 5% of the thinking that weighed on me, then 10%, then 20%. And as my understanding deepened, I started letting go of thinking that wasn't really helpful and wasn't necessary. And the other half of the equation is when we get unburdened by our thinking, everybody comes alive. You get unburdened by I can't, I should, this is who I am, this is what I'm capable of, this is what life is, this is who I am. All of a sudden, that's gone. And what's left is infinite possibilities. Right? Living the impossible is normal. Or I should say it's natural. It's not normal. It's not the norm.
0: Yeah.
1: But it was a new vision in psychology that any human being can understand the nature of thought and become less and less burdened by thinking, more and more present and alive in the moment, which is the doorway to well-being. And then everything we're looking for comes to us. So I don't have to dream it or do it. It just comes. Insight, inspiration, motivation, aspiration, clarity, perspective, common sense, peace, joy, love, right? As any human being becomes less burdened by thought and more present, in the quiet of their mind, beautiful feelings show up.
0: Yeah, I, it it reminds me, I call myself the inspirist. I, I made a word up, and yeah. uh, I I self-proclaim myself the inspirus. And what I see is that I see that once you're no longer weighed down by this, you can get inspired. Like you, yeah. You breathe life, and you see possibilities, and yeah. you get like excited naturally, yeah. like you said.
1: Naturally, that's right. Sid would call that innate wisdom or innate well-being. Mm. Sid being Sid Banks, who is this welder yeah. with a ninth grade education, who was like the wisest person I had met anywhere. <clears throat> and uh I love that we already have everything we need to live an inspired life. Mm.
0: Yeah, we just think that it should be something different than what we have.
1: Yeah, I didn't think I had well-being. I thought I had to work hard to get it. Mm. Sid was the first person in psychology or that talked psychological that said every human being has perfect well-being inside. And it can't be hurt or damaged because our true nature is connected to the energy of life and energy is formless. It can't be hurt or damaged. Mm. So that any human being, when their mind gets really quiet and open and not influenced by our personal thinking, will feel good and be able to do well at whatever they're doing. And it's innate. It's built into us to be that way. And that changed my life. started by changing my parenting. I threw away every book I had on parenting. And that if I was upset with my kids and knew it was thought, and I let go of everything I was thinking, in no time it would pass and I'd get over it. And when I got over it, I'd feel better. When I felt better, if I took that and brought that feeling to them, I didn't even have to know what to say or do. I just opened my mouth when I was in that feeling. And I was a phenomenal parent, and it worked out really well. Mm -hmm. And I'd be totally surprised by what would come out of my mouth, but it it come with kindness and warmth. And... I said, oh my God, I could be a good parent, it doesn't matter how I was parented or what I've been through in my life. If I'm aware of my state of mind, parenting doesn't have to be difficult, and then work doesn't have to be difficult, and then relationships don't have to be difficult, then trying to help people doesn't have to be difficult. And." one by one, all aspects of my life. And then I started working with people that people said, yeah, but it wouldn't work for these people, right? So I worked with people who were homeless. I worked with people that were in prison. I worked with people who had uh, uh, chronic pain, I worked with people with brain damage. I worked with people. And one by one, I began to see there's something within human, the human spirit, that's never damaged and never hurt. And we all work exactly the same way.
0: Hmm.
1: And that gave me a courage to meet anybody more fearlessly because we're the same. We're the same. We think. We can get caught up in thought. But underneath that, is always pure consciousness, presence.
0: So, and so in that,
1: there's well-being. Though. And in that, there's well-being. So if I saw people with well-being, they weren't so frightening.
0: Mm. In one, of, I just listened again to one of the classes that you gave when I was doing Super Coach Academy. Um, and in one of those classes, uh, you were explaining how somebody came at you in an aggressive manner and you you said something to the effect of I forgave him because he was psychologically identified I think he you, you called it you, like he was identifying with his psychology yeah so and it, I, I would like you to talk a little bit more about that like how do we like, we can get in this peaceful place. So I spend a lot of time alone so I can get in this. Like, I'm I'm most of the time in a peaceful space. But then sometimes I get to interact with my father or my brother, and they're yeah. not so peaceful. No. But then I, like, I lose something. I lose, yeah, I, I kind of lose that aspect. And, of course, my automatic way of being, when I'm not thinking, it's, like, their fault. But it's really not their fault. It's my fault. But if you could speak to that a little bit, I'm sure you could enlighten me.
1: (laughs) Well, that's what I like about universal principles. Everybody thinks. There's no person on this planet that I've met who doesn't think. And by think, I mean have mental activity.
0: Mm.
1: Nobody And that whatever we're thinking at any moment is going to be what we feel. That's very scientific now. And most people don't know that. I've asked tens of thousands of people all over the world, what are you feeling? And there will be a whole range. Me too. I have a whole range of feelings. The next question is the important one. Where do you think that feeling is coming from? And there's... I've learned there's only one source. What we're thinking is what we're feeling. You have a sad thought, you feel sad. You have a happy thought, you feel happy. It's one-on-one, it's logic, it's scientific now. It's verifiable. We have to have some mental activity created in us to have a feeling. And it's one-to-one correlation. So everybody thinks, right? when people are not thinking they don't disappear and die they become we just say they've become present they become more aware awake that's inside of everybody always underneath our thinking is presence right it's everybody and when people are present Without even trying to do anything, they start to feel better. That's that's why people go on vacations. They stop thinking so much or worrying or judging. Their mind gets quiet and they start to enjoy the moment. Well, that's possible for people anytime. If they're not caught up in their thinking, they'll more and more will enjoy this moment exactly like it is. Right? And then, so all people think, all people are conscious beings and all people have a mind, but we used to think the mind was just our computer brain. Now we know there's something that runs the brain and creates the brain and lives the brain and that our mind is connected to the intelligence behind life that knows how to create life right and and for centuries people have realized that and called it wisdom right that all oh, this person is wise it just means that they're they love going beyond their personal thinking to the now and resting in that space deeper and deeper and then it's unbelievable what how well any of us do Okay, so to come back to your question, Jasmine, because it's a good one. Because mm. we're going to meet people who are caught up in their thinking and suffering. Because it happens to all of us. It happens to me still at times. Right? The more I see, well, that's the only reason people suffer psychologically. Get stuck in anger, fear, sadness. The only reason... Right, is that they get caught up in their thinking and don't realize that it's a thought problem. Yeah. So I start you start to have more and more compassion. I would I would go to meet people like you with your family, and I'd go, I wanna see if I can just see how they innocently get caught up in their own thinking. Being identified with it means you're so caught up in it, you don't even know that's the problem. It would be like seeing someone walking around hitting themselves on the head with a hammer. And they're screaming and yelling and all upset. And you say, why are you upset? And you say, because of you, right? And you're now seeing the hammer. I started walking around and seeing people in my family caught up in negative thought. And if we're going to feel whatever we're caught up in so I can see them staying upset and then blaming it on something other than thought. That's compassion when you see that.
0: Mm. If
1: you don't see it, you won't have compassion. You'll just say, why do you have to be this way? When you see the hammer, you go, it's understandable why you're being this way. Yeah. No wonder. Right? You got the anger hammer is a great big one, or the the little worry hammer is a little one. That's what creates psychological suffering. People don't see that it's thought creating their experience. So you start to see the hammer. But the other thing that helped me, maybe more, where I, st- I stopped being so frightened of people that were upset. Everybody's a teddy bear inside. Literally. If you clear away negative thinking from people's heads, every single person becomes warm, kind, and friendly. Big teddy bear, arms out for the hug. Everybody. I've worked with murderers, Criminals, psychopaths, when their head clears, they become very present, very friendly, very kind. It's our nature. It's our nature. So those two things, Jasmine, were what helped me. I started seeing the hammer of thought and very few people understand that it's their own thinking making them feel bad you can find you can ask anybody why are you stressed why are you upset why are you angry why are you anxious why are you depressed no one will say anything about thought so they won't see the hammer so you go oh god no wonder my heart goes out to you it's innocent you just haven't even you haven't learned Where feelings come from. It's not your fault. You know, you just haven't learned where. So, no wonder you're suffering. My heart goes out to you because I can see the hammer. You're a thinker just like me. And if I get caught up in my thinking, I start hammering away with my thinking and I'll suffer too. Right? We're all the same. And When our thinking quiets down, the heart opens up in everybody. Anybody, I've seen no exceptions to this with any human being I've ever met. And so I walk into a situation and at first I had to prepare myself, Jasmine, saying, now, first of all, what state of mind am I in? Am I present? Am I in a good feeling? And if I'm not in a good feeling, do I know? It's just, I'm just a little caught up in thought. But it, it's the old saying, if you know you're crazy, you're sane. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, you, so I'd check my state of mind. And then I'd prepare myself and say, well, no matter what they bring me, I'm going to see them as a thinker. And someone who, in my metaphor, was someone who's really a teddy bear inside, and then they put on this Halloween mask. And the Halloween mask is not who they am. It's just a bunch of thoughts, because when you let go of the thoughts, the mask disappears, and the teddy bear shows up. Mm. So that's what began to help me not be frightened of my own feelings, because it's just thought, and if I let it go, it disappears and I stopped being afraid of other people because I could see okay no matter what Halloween mask you put on I'm, I'm gonna relate to the teddy bear yeah
0: <laughs> it's it's more fun too <laughs> oh
1: way oh my god now, this wasn't easy for me at first. My wife had to really help me with it. She'd say, Dickon, don't take it personally. They're just caught up in their thinking. It's not even about you. It's not personal. They're a thinker, too. Right?
0: Yeah, it took me a while, too, to get that. Yeah, but but it, it was, the, the part that I had a hard time with was when I agreed with their thinking. Like they think this and I'm like, yeah, and I agree. But it's not just thought, you know, like it's like if I agreed with it, it wasn't thought.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, all of that has to do with the content. So if we focus on their content or my content, you won't even realize you're thinking. You're in the content, you're in the story. Mm. You're not seeing, oh, wait a minute. I don't care what the content is. I'm having thoughts that are creating a feeling. They're having thoughts that are creating a feeling. Take the story out for a minute. See the fact of thought. See, this is what Sid would drill into us. is Don't pay attention to the content of your thinking, or you'll be lost completely. Yeah. See if you can't realize the fact that you're thinking and having experience, and so is everybody else on this planet. If you see the fact of thought, it'll set you free. It'll help you.
0: Yeah.
1: See, it's, it's not a matter of agreeing or disagreeing with beliefs. That's, that's living in the world of beliefs. It's not seeing the fact that we're a thinker. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you... This thought, no matter what it is, is creating this feeling.
0: Yeah. It, it 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 took me a while. Like, you know, I could see when let's say I was I was anxious. I was very anxious for a long yeah. time. I could see I saw that's how I saw the three principles. When I first saw that an anxious thought showed up and then another one showed up and another one and another one and this anxiety would just grow and grow and grow and grow. When I first learned of the three principles, I saw that in action and I was able to bust that balloon, like, and the anxiety was gone. And when that happened, that was like magic. I was like, OMG, I couldn't believe because i had been years and years and years anxious, not sleeping, uh, you know, insomnia, I had all of that. And just seeing that I was able to just let it go like this like people couldn't like they know it's not true i'd be like yeah yeah yeah, it's true it like this but and that one was like very clear to me there the two things that took me a while to get was my preferences when i preferred something it was just it was funny because i didn't associate a preference as a thought Like, I preferred such and such a things. I preferred that things happened in such and such a way.
1: Well, that's just a moment like any of us have when we were back in the content of our thinking. Mm -hmm. And you say, well, when I'm in the content of my thinking, I don't see that it's thought. Well, you don't because it's two different things. We get seduced by content all the time.
0: Mm, I like the word. When, the more sit. you
1: understand the nature of thought, you get present, and no matter what the content is flowing through your mind, you're not interested. That's what's called being present.
0: Mm.
1: So Sid says when it's flowing through, no matter what the content is, it's neutral. doesn't mean anything when you don't pay attention to it. You pay attention to it, suddenly you give content to it. I'm a failure, I'm stupid, I can't do this, you shouldn't be that way. We Suddenly they seem true and real rather than just thoughts passing through. Hmm. <clears throat> and the beautiful thing is, once we see the difference between focusing on content and being present so that it does it makes no difference what the content is if a thought comes in i want to kill this person if it's flowing through you and you're not paying attention to it and don't give meaning to it it's meaningless it does it's just it's like a bird flying through the sky it's neutral every thought is neutral until we grab onto it pay attention to it and then think the content is truth hmm. It's very freeing.
0: Yeah, very, definitely. very
1: freeing to be free of creating meaning and assuming meaning is truth. Like I t- like this one. I'm stupid. True story. I had an important letter to mail, and if if I waited until the mailman came to the office. It wouldn't get there in time, and it was very time-sensitive. And there was a mailbox out in front of my office that picked it up early, like 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and it would go to the post office and go out. If it didn't get picked up until 4, it wouldn't go out until the next day. So I said, okay, during lunch. And I put the letter, I propped it up on my desk right in front of me, and, and so I wouldn't forget, and lunchtime came, and I'm two blocks down the street having a good time, and all of a sudden I go, oh, I forgot the letter. Oh, Dick, and you are so stupid. How could you have been so stupid? And then all of a sudden, see, when we get caught in meaning, it creates tension, stress, or upset. I woke up, and for the first time I went, who says just because I have a thought that I'm stupid that that's true? It's just a thought. It's made up. If I don't pay attention to it, it doesn't even bring it to life. And that's one thing Sid says. We get to choose which thoughts we bring to life, give meaning to. So the thought went through my head, I'm stupid, and I paid no attention to it, probably for the first time in my life. It it didn't trip me up, and immediately I would, immediately started feeling super stupid. And in the past, I would have been upset all the way back to my office, got the letter, and even for a long time after that, going, oh, God, I can't believe, I, jeez, you know, I, I have so little time to eat lunch, and now I don't even... You know, I could have really beat myself up good. But this yeah. time, stupid. And I, and I walked back to my office and I was present and enjoying. It was a beautiful sunny day. And I enjoyed going back and got the letter and came down and mailed it. And I'm going, oh, my God, <laughs> that's what Sid's talking about. A thought isn't true. Unless you give it meaning. So you could have any thought. Yeah. Any thought. And if you don't give it meaning, you're present. So like when I'm driving a car, I don't pay attention to the content of my thinking as much as I might when I'm walking around. Because I'd be in an accident. If I if I got caught up in the content, I'd be in an accident. Yeah but when we're not driving a car we do it all the time until we catch on to how this works and then we start catching ourselves giving meaning to a thought and we fall back present and we lighten up right away because we're not giving it doesn't mean anything just because we're thinking it so then you say well what is meaningful well, when I let go of all of my thoughts and their meaning, always there's a f- feeling of aliveness and presence, and I start feeling more and more connected to anything around me. So you say, well, love is what gives meaning to life.
0: Yeah. Not
1: giving meaning to limited negative thinking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like everything becomes meaningful at that point. Then everything
1: becomes meaningful. Oh,
0: like it's, as as you can see, I've got a lot of plants now. <laughs> like there's a lot of plants in my and and I used to be really bad with plants, and now I'm just like and I look at them and I'm very present to them and I'm like, oh, that is gorgeous. That's just gorgeous. Yeah. Like I I have to like control myself because I'd be getting like more and more and more. Yeah. Just because of the beauty, the the liveness in it that's just, like, gorgeous.
1: Well, thats it's beautiful that any human being, when they fall out of meaning, they become more present. That's what happens when we fall in love. All the judgments and the shoulds and the who-I-ams, all that thinking suddenly we're not paying attention to. So it doesn't have meaning. What's left when we're not caught up in thought is deeper feelings that connect us to life. So if I'm walking in the woods thinking about anything, I won't experience beauty. When I'm present, I'll see beauty all around me. I'll I'll feel connection. So Sid would say, in truth, we're always connected because we're part of the same field of energy. Everything is already connected. It's already a unity. It's already whole. The physicists say this. There's a quantum field. Everything comes out of the quantum field. It's the same stuff. And then it goes back into the quantum field. It's all this one massive field of dancing energy. So... Before I met Sid Banks, I thought I was a little wave and I was always comparing myself to other people, which is content and meaning. Content and meaning. And I'm, they're better and I'm not as good and I need to try hard to become better in a bigger wave and take all these courses on being more assertive and more loving and, oh, man. And then Sid Banks comes along and says, well, Dick and instead of looking out, quiet down, look within. And that's when the wave realizes I'm an ocean. And no wave can say they're more ocean than me. We're all the same. We're all connected already. So this is why when human beings' personal thought quiets down, they feel more... Intimacy, they feel more, they fall in love with trees and plants like you have, flowers. Right? It's Sid says it's a different kind of love. It's the love that when we fall into that feeling, it's a you fall in love with the whole world. You're no longer caught up in giving meaning to judgments and comparisons and labels and limiting thoughts. Free. Mm -hmm. free, wide awake, in love with this moment. And it's not determined by circumstance. There are people who have been in the most horrific circumstances. One time I was, for a week, I was in a war zone. I was on vacation by myself in a war zone, thinking I would be shot and killed any minute because I had tanks going by and, and tear gas and machine guns pointed in my chest and, th- and, and the soldiers thinking I was some kind of uh, spy or enemy. Uh, shootings going on all around me for nights, literally thinking I'd never see my family again. And even in the midst of that circumstance, I fell into this space where I was totally at peace, totally calm, and without thinking about it, knew how to navigate all this insanity. And that was a lesson for me. That was seeing the truth of what Sid I Banks was teaching. It was no <laughs> longer academic.
0: <laughs> you were like on, you were on, what do they call it? In the game, like you were literally in it. Yeah,
1: li- literally in it, and w- When I came back, I knew that circumstance didn't determine people's well-being like we tend to believe. Mm. If we take our thinking to be true, then all of a sudden all this negativity seems true. We get very upset about things and feel justified because we think it's true rather than it's just I'm breathing life into a negative thought and making it my experience of life. If I don't breathe life into this thought, it's a neutral thought passing through me, and I'm built to get over my upset quickly and live in good and nice feeling. Inspiration, compassion. Do you know when, when people are in life and death situations, they advise people? Stay calm. They don't say think yourself up into an upset frenzy. Mm -hmm. They say stay calm, which means be present and allow all of your fearful thinking to flow through you, all of your upset thinking to flow through you. You'll feel it as it flows through, but it won't keep you from being present and having the common sense you need to live a good life. Yeah. So I told my daughter when she was 16, before you leave home, I want you to learn two things. And one, you've really learned well, is that your feelings are created from your own thought. And if you don't hold that thought, it'll bring you back to the now and you'll be very resilient. And at 16, she was more resilient than almost any adult I knew. I said, the other thing, though, I want you to learn is that when you, your mind quiets down and you're not holding a single thought and making meaning out of your thinking, that when your mind is quiet, you'll feel alive in a good way and you'll have all the common sense you need to deal with anything that's happening to you. I said, if you know those two things, you go into this world no matter what happens, you'll be resilient and you'll trust your own wisdom to guide you and navigate you through difficulties. And she got it. She went right past me. She started having insight into that that took her right past me. She became my teacher,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. right? I stopped parenting her when she was 16 because she had so much understanding. She was like uh, an adult or like a good friend. I didn't have to tell her what to do. She learned to just listen for what came from this deeper intelligence right, to trust that wisdom. She learned that. Mm. She's still, I mean, she's 47 now. <laughs> she was 14 when she was 47 now.
0: That's really cool.
1: She's a happy adult. She has her ups and downs like everybody, but she's resilient, and she has an enormous trust that when her mind quiets down, she'll... She'll know what to do about any problem. Any problem. And she, because she's living at such a high level of well-being, she helps bring out the well-being in her son, her daughter, and her husband.
0: Yeah, it overflows.
1: Yeah, it's contagious. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, be and-
1: and- Yeah, go
0: this, ahead. This was a gorgeous conversation.
1: Thank oh, you thank very you.
0: much. Believe it or not, we're we've are we're already at the end of our time. Oh
1: my gosh. Well, <laughs> there you go.
0: It goes by fast. Um, before we leave, um, I mentioned it a little earlier, maybe I was wrong, but I've been seeing posts about. Coming home, is this book new, or you've had it no it's long? it's it's been
1: around for a number of years, yeah, <clears throat> but I wrote it hopefully so that it's timeless okay and it's my way of introducing what I learned from Sydney banks about these universal principles and and uh, trying to help people be able to discover the absolute love and beauty that lies within all of us okay so and so
0: can you find it on amazon yes you can so it's coming home
1: coming home uncovering the foundations of psychological well-being
0: all right (laughs) and if people want to talk to you how can they reach you do they do you have a website i don't think i've i've asked you yeah
1: yeah i do uh it's the number three, three principles mentoring.com. Three
0: principlesmentoring.com.
1: Okay. Also for people, I mean, if they're interested in the subject of well-being and waking up out of thoughts that burden and living more fully in the present moment and trusting more and more the love and wisdom that show up. Uh I have a YouTube channel now that has lots of my talks on on there, uh, and and it's just in my name. Okay. Um, So people can find my channel on YouTube, and um, there's lots and lots of talks, and some of them are directed toward certain subjects, and some of them are just teaching more deeply the principles to people. Okay. So that's, that's the, that's actually the best resource. Uh, I'm involved in so many projects and and, uh, trainings and webinars that I'm not working individually with people as much as I used to.
0: Okay. So, well, yeah. I mean, I know that you're you're also on the board of the 3PGC organization. Yes. So. Yeah,
1: I do a lot of work. It, it's the Three Principles Global Community, and it's a wonderful organization. And if you want, that's a great resource, to 3PGC.com. I mean, .org.
0: .org, yeah. .org,
1: yeah. Fantastic.
0: And, I will put it. I'm going to put it in the description so everybody... Don't worry. If you put in
1: Sid, SidBanks.com, too, if people want to hear directly from my teacher who is...
0: Directly from the source.
1: Directly from the source. Unbelievable teacher. is just. I love that man and what he brought to the world.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for accepting my invitation.
1: You're welcome, Chasminn.
0: And uh, I'm going to tell everybody else who's listening, I'm going to say, hey, guys, dream it, dare it, do it, live the life you want. Take care. Bye.